been <laughs> so thrilled to have somebody who's doing some amazing things during this time. He basically works with heroes and is a hero. And he is somebody who is, you know, definitely somebody to watch in the medical space. So welcome, Basil Lynch. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good, Lee. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great. So um, you actually provide a service for doctors. Um, and, you know, during the time of this recording, we're going through basically uh, some crazy stuff in the medical community. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about um, what you do now? So I own a company called Helios Telecare. And what we provide is a telemedicine platform with remote patient monitoring, as well as medical billing and consulting, or I should say health IT consulting. So what that means to the physicians, especially now during the COVID-19 pandemic, allows them to have digital distancing but still provide medical care to their patients. Mm -hmm. Awesome, and then how did you get started? So my background started in IT, general break fix, server installations and the like. And I got hired by a company that was doing teleradiology and piggybacked into PACS administration, which is basically picture archiving communication system where radiology images from CTs, MRIs, um, ultrasounds and the like would flow into a central repository. Radiologists at home would log in remotely, render a report, and that report would be faxed back to the respective or ownership or I'm um, sorry, to the respective facilities or the facilities that own the patient images. So long story short, I started the telemedicine company for the specific purpose of education, information, and a platform for the physicians to use. Awesome. And uh, I think it's an elephant in the room because I think we all want to know, like, what do you think of what is happening now with COVID-19 and telehealth? Like, can you just tell us, like, what you think is going on? So COVID-19 is a great litmus test for healthcare. Mm -hmm. And telemedicine is here to stay as a result of that. What you'll see going forward is a refinement of healthcare delivery, especially for those who are aging in place, those who are critical, and those who are you know, immobile who can't necessarily travel. So you'll see going forward a dramatic improvement or increase of using technology to provide that access to care by, radiolo by radiologists as well, but, but dermatologists, even dentists, there's always the telemental or, or health, um, mental health care providers. So telemedicine is evolved into these different aspects and it'd be a, a great win for each and every patient. Yeah, definitely. So what do you think is like wrong with like, well, maybe not something wrong, but like, what do you think can be improved in traditional medicine that telemedicine solves? So telemedicine has its drawbacks. It's dependent on 
the patient's ability to leverage the technology, meaning if they're rural, they may not have stable internet connectivity. They may not have the appropriate computers or smartphones or so that in itself creates a, a hurdle in them accessing telemedicine. So what I see happening now is technology will become more prevalent, more common, and the those who need to use it will basically have the ability to get more uh, stable technologies, faster technologies. Telemedicine requires a um, built-in camera as well as a microphone. So newer technologies would have that available to them. So the drawback here is if the patient's super critical, then they'll need to call 911 as, as normal. But telemedicine doesn't replace the in-house visit. And it's up to the physicians to basically drive that fact. The goal of telemedicine is to supplement um, healthcare visits. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So why do you do what you do? Well, this is a loaded question. Long it's story all, short. It's all loaded questions. It's just one is less loaded than the other. <laughs> I had a grandmother that passed. And it really, it, we were really grieving as a family because her access to care could have helped her get well faster. And it is my passion to present telemedicine so no one else's loved one would have to go through a delay of care. So this is why I do what I do. And um, what kind of people do you work with? I work with doctors, naturally. Um, I work with healthcare agencies, those who are providing home care services, work with hospitals, those who are post-operative care. Um, with the remote patient monitoring platform, it allows the doctors to capture the relevant vitals while the patient's recovering at home. And, um what do you think like the the landscape of telehealth is like because you know there's so many uh softwares so many solutions out there like what do you think of what's going on well like i said earlier COVID 19 is that great litmus test so what's going on right now is a constant refinement of what the healthcare delivery on those methods using telehealth so more and more people will become reliant upon using telemedicine for remote access of care. And more and more doctors will use that to supplement their care delivery. So a big key to this is billing. So CMS is recognizing the fact that telemedicine has a great potential in delivering this healthcare. So they're refining their fee services so their doctors can get reimbursed. And um, providing care across state lines, so doctors will no longer need to be credentialed within each individual state. 
So that is part of the overall refinement of telemedicine as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. That's great. And um, you also offer great service. So like in your words, how would you describe like um, how you set up, how you work with your clients and how, how it works? So, you know, I'm very hands-on. I come from a project management background. So I tend to always have open and concise engagement with my customers, my physicians. Um, part of my service delivery is I go on site. I, I sit with a physician, understand what his or her pain points are. And we just work to refine those. Um, so what would you say to like a physician who's not sure about using your service, who doesn't really know what it is? How would you explain it to them? A way to supplement here. So elderly patients don't necessarily need to drive into his, into his practice in order to get access to his current care standards. Um, the economics of it, the revenue generation of it is always a factor. So for instance, if he's seeing 10 patients a day with telemedicine, he can see 15 and be reimbursed 100% for telemedicine services. So it makes him more efficient, helps make his staff more efficient, and it gives him a broader reach throughout the community. Um, so what would you say about like the future of healthcare in general? A lot of it's gonna have to do with piggybacking on what we're doing now with telehealth. There's a lot of remote patient monitoring that's coming to the market. And let me step back and kind of define some terms. So telemedicine is basically, according to the FCC, is the practice of delivering medicine via technology at a distance. So that means ER physician picking up the phone or general practitioner and speaking to their patient. That's telemedicine. The complex version of telemedicine, so what we have now. Okay, maybe it's the connection. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. The complex version of telemedicine is what we have now, where we have online video conferencing. And then the telehealth side of it is telemedicine plus data delivery, such as scan documents, images, vitals, like, right? So the future of healthcare means incorporating all the above, expanding into areas not previously known like EKGs. Well, that's part of telehealth now. There are standards where remote patients can have and share their V, share their EKGs or their ECGs. Um, other aspects would be like monitoring um, their heart rates. It could simply mean, gosh, uh, broader teledermatology use, in refining teledentistry, refining teleradiology. 
and mental health. So a lot of what's happening right now with the future of healthcare will be dependent upon the internet, new and burgeoning technologies, and um, access to additional vitals not previously defined. Nice. And um, what else would you say that uh, we haven't really addressed during this time? Because it's such an open topic, really. Um, what else do you think our listeners should know? Don't be afraid. <laughs> There's a lot of concern about your personal information being floating around the, the internet due to hackers and scams and whatnot. By the virtue of telemedicine, your information is fully encrypted end-to-end. That's a federal mandate. We have what's called PHI, patient health information, where we have to abide by the encryption, securing, and properly managing patients' health information based on HIPAA standards. So using telehealth or telemedicine is really a lateral move in access to healthcare by your provider. Awesome. And um, before I share your website, um, like what would you say to the healthcare workers who are going through this crisis right now? I applaud you. You guys are doing a phenomenal job in being this tip of the spear in helping us to flatten the curve. Mm. I can't say enough of the bravery and the outward compassion and empathy that the care providers have been given. Yeah, totally. And um, can you share with us your website and then how we can get in contact with you and how we can continue the conversation if they're interested and like, how can they work with you? Sure. So my online website is www.helios-telecare.com. My 1-800 number is also listed on the website, as well as my contact email. But you can always reach me at contact at heliostelecare.com or feel free to call 855-421-8660. Awesome. So I love it. Thank you so much for this. I learned so much about um, telemedicine as a field. Thank you for bringing your perspective to it. And guys, please visit, visit his website. And uh, thank you so much for your time, Basil. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Lee. Have a great day.